Mike Seibert Radio is an independently produced podcast. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host and the guests only and do not necessarily reflect those of any other broadcasting entities that either have been, am now, or will be affiliated with. Welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host. My guest this week is my good buddy Dave, host of the Dave Sanders Show podcast. And we've been talking about the fall TV season uh, using Entertainment Weekly's Guide to Fall TV. Um, So far, we've gone over shows airing on Sunday through Wednesday, but we've still got a few days to go. And with that, I'm gonna turn the page, and uh, we're we're gonna get Thursday. We're gonna get into Thursday, oh. and oh, okay. So just a precursor yep. here. We're gonna be on Thursday for probably another half hour. I guarantee it. Oh my God, you're right. Mainly because there's two shows on here. <laughs> you're right. That I, that I want to talk about. I'm sure there's more that you want to talk about, and then there's a returning one that I don't need. We don't need to return. Just, just See, and I thought that's I'm, where I'm already, we... I'm, already, I'm already getting riled up. Yeah, <laughs> you know, go with it. Go with it. You know, let let the hate uh, flow, Dave. Let the hate flow. Tell tell me about uh, Will and Grace colon the return. Will and Grace, God damn it, does not need to come back in 2017. It was perfect first time. Cool. Yeah, we don't need it now. <laughs> God damn it, people. Well, Ugh. and you know there's something wrong with your show when you basically have to kind of retcon your series finale. Um, yeah. So I I, oh. I don't know, man. Um, now I I haven't watched the episode, so I it's hard for me to judge and trounce on it as hardly. But apparently, in the premiere episode, they were doing a lot of spoofing and clowning about like the the White House and you know get, getting mm-hmm. maybe a little too political with uh with the jokes. I saw I saw well, a, a red hat NBC, that said so yeah I mean I saw a red hat <laughs> that said make America gay again and. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, that's cool. Whatever. See, if they would have done this like everyone else is doing, like Fuller House, it's on Netflix. Arrested <laughs> Development on Netflix. Yeah. If they would have put it back on Netflix, I don't think it would, I would have as much of a problem with it. But to have it on primetime NBC on their, uh, they're trying to uh, resurrect Must See Thursdays for some ungod, unknown reason whatsoever. There's no reason for this. They just show what the Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, just have people pay for it there. Yeah. And and for those That's that, there now. that want to have it, have at it. Um, yeah, yeah. I agree with you. I don't think it needs to be on network TV. Because, I mean, if you're doing that, then put Arrested Development back on Fox. You yeah. know? And if you're doing that, hell, have have the Seinfeld play and get broken out of jail 20 years later. Have them come back. Sure. Oh, Central Park's still open. Why not have friends come back? Have Joey <laughs> return after his failed sitcom. Why not? Why not bring back the whole musty Thursday TV lineup? I would, I, I secretly would watch a show called Joey Returns. <laughs> I would. I'm not afraid to admit it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, so my bitching about Will and Grace is done. Yeah, that definitely didn't take as long as I thought it would, but that doesn't mean that we won't waste a lot of time on other shows because there's two other shows that I know. Yeah, I have detailed notes about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do so, we just want to get into that before the rest of the lineup, or do we want to? No, no. I, I, I think we cross off some lesser than's and then loop back around. Uh, um, okay. There's uh, Superstore and Mom, uh, two sitcoms that I don't watch, but again, I, I keep hearing that Superstore is halfway good, and that's that, in, and that Mom is. Episodes. A, it's, it's not bad. Yeah, I mean, like I, I catch like you know flipping channels, and, and I find myself stopping. I'm like, well, maybe I'll watch mm-hmm. this. But I just don't have time for it in my schedule. Uh, same thing with mom. Uh, apparently, that's mm-hmm. that's like apparently quite good. Can't be bothered yep. with it. Um, same thing. Uh, I, I won't say no to Anna Ferris. I mean, right, right. <laughs> 
Oh man! Hey, you know what? You got a chance. You you, yep, you got it. Th- th- there's still hope. I'm Chris, saying Chris there's a chance. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Um, and same Appreciate thing, you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh, that's uncomfortable because I really thought they were gonna make it, and it makes me. I thought sad. they were too. Actually, makes me, makes I mean, you sad. see all those video. You saw a video going around like Batista was teaching them how to pick her up for a power bomb, and they yeah. were having fun with that and being cute and stuff. Well, it, yeah, and, it, it is a shame. All real talk it is a shame, and it, unfortunately, that's the industry. It seems like. Yeah, it's uh, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, where else was I talking? Uh, sitcoms. Uh, apparently, there's uh, the Good Place, which I've never watched. Um, I haven't either. That's one I've been looking at, though. I mean, Ted Danson. Come on. Yeah, I, and again, it should be on my radar, but again, just don't have uh, uh, time for it. Um, there's also uh, Scandal doing its final season. Um, Grey's Anatomy is coming back for season 14. Season 14. I don't even think they have anybody from the original cast on there anymore. I, I, I Everybody's been killed off. <laughs> well, in in this uh, Entertainment Weekly book, there's there's a, a very convoluted uh, bar graph of some kind. It's it's it, it's a connection map, like. Ah. Yeah, like how sisters in law, half sisters, father and daughter, siblings, mm-hmm. and their squiggly lines, and yeah, that it it, it looks like um, a lot. God, there are a lot of pages on Thursday. So let's uh, let's uh, uh, <laughs> uh, so so the so the uh, before we move on to the 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 main superhero show, um, I want to talk briefly about the lesser superhero show closing out CW's lineup of the of their DC Universe show is the Arrow. I tried mm-hmm. watch I tried watching Arrow last season because uh Wild Dog was on there. <laughs> uh, you remember Wild Dog, uh, yeah. right? You, you know, let's plug that. If you want to hear about that, you can check out the old Mike After Dark stuff because uh, how long did we go on Wild Dog on that one, by the way? Like how how long that, was that game of well, uh <laughs> Well the 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 entire game end to end lasted 38 minutes and i want to say at is least it real or is it fake woo. um i i and i want to say a good third of that was well i mean yeah more than a third actually um oh yeah uh, was was us talking about wild dog because uh you guys could not believe how absurd of a character could actually be and then that and then that continued because in the in season five of arrow seemingly like that that fall that sure enough that dumb character wild dog shows up on cw's arrow and um so how was it being the wild dog fan that you are Oh, not great. Not great. But but I will say it is one of the most accurate comic book costumes uh, on a TV show. Like, you know, I mean, he's got everything. He's got. Wait, wait, wait. wait. He is Chuckles. Wait for it. Yes. The other shop was that that warms my heart to yeah, hear that. Yeah, he got the the camouflage pants, the uh, the the oh. shirt with the laughing dog on the it, red. the hockey mask, yep. all of it. It's all there, and it's um, yeah. Arrow's not a good show though, <laughs> so no. But apparently, something. So, that, uh, go ahead. So Cody Rhodes, uh, Cody Rhodes latched on to a uh, to a bad bad idea here. Okay. Him and Stephen Amell have apparently become pretty good friends, and now Stephen Amell it looks like he might be training for the ring? Question mark? Huh. Because he put out a bunch of videos like where he's doing like trainings for something. I don't know if it's just to keep in shape, but some of the stuff, it looks like some of the stuff some wrestlers go through in their workouts. So... Well, well, that was a thing, though. Like what a couple years ago on WWE, right? Mm-hmm. wasn't wasn't like uh, Stephen Amell a quote unquote character and was kind of like a nemesis of Cody Rhodes, and like there was like a thing there or something. Am I remembering there, that wrong? There was, there was, but then out of nowhere, it just got dropped. Ah. Um, there's been a lot of rumors around why, ranging from Amell's schedule to Cody Rhodes being unhappy with it. 
which led to his eventual uh, asking for his release, which he got, and now he's killing it all over the world. But, uh, yeah, that was the thing for a little bit. It never had a payoff, though, on either side. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, Yeah, Arrow, not a good show. We'll have more of the fall TV season with my guest Dave from the Dave Sanders Show right after this. You're listening to Mike Cyber Radio. Hey, who likes Wild Dog? Who let the dog sound? No, 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 no. I'm taking this podcast seriously. There's no way that song will appear anywhere in the show or even the ads. I'm doing this right. I'm FKA Jason from the Silver and Gold Podcast at SNGPod.com. I'm here to tell you about a special podcast I've been working on. Wild Pod, a wild dog podcast, is a series covering the DC Comics character that is sort of their answer to the Punisher, Wild Dog. I'll be covering all appearances of the character in all forms of media. What began as a little mini-series about one of my favorite non-mort DC characters has become a regular ongoing podcast that I love and have no plans to end anytime soon. You can listen at SNGPod.com or on iTunes, Shout Engine, or Stitcher. Born to be Um, so, so Dave, I'm going to have to defer to you. Okay. I got ham. You, you got Ah. ham, but should we get ham? Is, 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 is Gotham any good? You tell me. I don't know. All right. Uh, I had a few versions of how I was going to say what I was going to say running through my head. I'm just going to say it. I hate these directors. I hate the producers. I hate the show because I was almost out. God damn it. I was going to end it. I was going to be gone after season three. I had no inclination. I was hate watching all of season three Uh until the last 20 minutes of the finale. And they brought me right back fucking in. I hate you guys for that (laughs) because the last 20 minutes of the finale, so much was set up. So much was done. We're two episodes in now. This started actually a week earlier than a lot of them did. Right. And I'm back to where I was season one, beginning of season two. Like, I'm looking forward to it now again every week. Okay. And I hate that right now because I was almost out. And part of me is like, it's going to go back downhill at some point. And I'm still going to watch it because I hate myself that much, apparently. <laughs> You're not. And then wrong. part of me is like, it, it, it can't get any worse than it was through the end of season two to beginning of season three, I'm going to stick it out anyways. Because we have we have stuff coming, uh, Mike, that I think you'll appreciate. Okay. so That's all I'll say. All right. <laughs> so, okay. So, I, uh, I like it okay. I, I like mm-hmm. you, Dave. I've been, I've been doing a fair amount of hate watching. And... Mm-hmm. It's Gotham is one of those series that confounds me because there are times that I want to rage quit and then other times mm-hmm. I just nod approvingly with my arms folded like I see what you did there. It, it's 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 mm-hmm. the it's the nodding bailiff gif. You know, it's just like okay Okay. Um, um, so yeah, I was so- actually hoping you had seen the, the at least this season so far because I did have a question. I, I know this is not canon at all. I know this is not following any really of the, of the comics. Oh uh, yeah, history. I mean, yeah. it's its own entity of the Batman universe. I know that, but I, I was wanting to get your opinion, and we'll probably talk off air about that once you do see it. And I think you'll know what I'm talking about when you see it. Well, I, I've seen the first episode. I haven't seen the second one. Oh, you, so you did see the open, the, the season premiere? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you know about the licenses. Was that a thing in any point in Gotham? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Okay. 
Because that, See, to that, me, was an interesting twist. I thought I would hate it, but then the more I thought, looked at it and because of who was doing it, it's like, yeah, that that makes sense. And like you, nodding approval, arms crossed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and it's so funny because there are times that I I say, you know what, this this show would be great if not for uh, the, the Muppet Babies aspect of it. Why do I need baby Bruce? But then, mm-hmm. like, it, it's, it's interesting now to see how Bruce and Selena deal with each other now, now that they've kind of mm-hmm. grown up a little bit and they've grown up a little bit together. That's actually really yeah. good stuff. And that, didn't they always hint toward that in the comics and the early movies and stuff that there was a thing at one point between Selena and Bruce. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and that's I mean, you know, the relationship with Batman and Catwoman has always been on a sliding scale. You know, it's like mm-hmm. sometimes they are, sometimes they aren't. Um apparently there's something going around that they're going to get married in the comics, but I don't really know cuz mm-hmm. I don't read current Batman comics anymore cuz there's too many of them and right. they're mostly terrible. <laughs> but um uh, but that's neither here nor there, but yeah, so like I now that we're in four seasons, I kind of see it's like, okay, I, I'm hanging with this now. But but still, yeah. my overall thought when, when Gotham gets a little too out there with either the Batman lore or the technology or the, or the more fantastical aspects of it, I look at it mm-hmm. and with my arms crossed, I narrow my eyes. I'm like, I was sold a cop show. When 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 yeah. when when are they going to get back to this cop show that this started off with, you know? And but it gives me aspects of that sometimes, like like the stuff uh, going on with the uh, the licenses and how that's affecting mm-hmm. what's going on at uh, the GCPD, and you know yep. the, the 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 way that Jim Gordon and Harvey Bullock are interacting with each other. It's like, oh, that's the show I want to watch. Give me that. Mm-hmm. But then, like, but again, they, they give me the, the Bruce and Selena stuff, too. And I'm like, you know what? I'm okay with this. So. But I will say this. If they bring back Fish Mooney from the dead again, I'm walking. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I don't care if it's Gotham. You cannot bring her back, what, four times, LB? Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't. I can't keep track. Um, let and me- then, uh, or if they kill off Harvey at any point I'll be I'll walk to because Harvey's still one of the best characters on there yeah he's he's a uh, he's the the heart of that show um yeah yeah, I mean, well, I mean, everybody's the heart of that show, actually. I mean, because I mean that—that's the thing that, and and the word I used earlier, Dave, was confounding because it's it's mm-hmm. it's it's frustrating to me. It, it gets frustrating when it gets absurd, where you yeah. know I like it when it's grounded, but mm-hmm. very rarely. I mean, there's I I can only call to a couple performances that I've outright disliked. I like everybody on this show, um, you know. Same. You know, Muppet Baby Penguin is phenomenal. Oh, um, God. The, yeah. Riddler you know, has come into his own. Yeah. Yeah. And and that was something I really didn't think was going to grow on me, but it totally did. Well, probably because mm-hmm. he was... They, actually played him as the Riddler as opposed to um, a limp two-faced knockoff. <laughs> um, you yep. know, like with the split personalities. I'm like, Riddler doesn't have split personalities. He's 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 an arrogant prick that's smarter than everybody. That's the Riddler I want. But, and and we finally I got think it. He needed to go through, I think he needed to go through that split personality part to find that side of him. And now that side is taking over. Yeah. As, now he is the Riddler. He doesn't want to be known as Ed or Enigma. He just wants to be the Riddler. Yeah, as he made very clear in, in past episodes. I, I really liked that in the uh, in the season finale for last season. That was pretty funny. Yeah, and and again, really good payoff. So maybe it's one of those things where you have to suffer through um, some some rough patches in a show to pay it off. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's 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 interesting. It's like I said. It's it's always it's always been a confounding watch. Uh, uh, Gotham mm-hmm. has. Um, let me see. Um, a couple more shows before we get to the one we really want to talk about. Apparently, they're uh, rebooting SWAT on CBS with uh, uh, a. 
Yeah, like there, there was a TV show in the 70s and it was like a reboot movie in like the early 2000s with Samuel L. Jackson and mm. Colin Farrell. It's it's a SWAT. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I didn't hear about that, though. <laughs> yeah, you're probably okay. I know they're rebooting it. Yeah, I don't oh, need that in my uh, life right now. Uh, because it doesn't start until November. It starts on November second. Oh, good. So, so, good. so, yeah. Look, look for some TV ads for a show that nobody's gonna watch. Because I mean, right? I mean, I mean, I like Shamar more. Okay, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't need a SWAT television show. You can keep no. that ish. Um, uh, there's something on FX called Better Things. I don't know what that is. Uh, I've seen because uh, I watch FX uh, quite a bit, honestly, and, and older FX stuff. But this one kind of looks decent. Like it's uh, I don't know any of the actors' names in it, but um, it's basically a, mo- a single mom trying to get through raising her kids. Some are younger, some are teens, but it doesn't look bad. I wouldn't say it's like something I'm gonna go out my way to watch but if i can find it somewhere flipping through i might check it out very good um you also have uh chicago fire and uh (laughs) and how to get away with murder on abc um not watching Uh, either of those um yeah season four for uh, how to get away with murder and uh season six for chicago fire these uh these shows just won't end and at this point i think how to get away with murder is just them just holding up bags of money in ABC's face and waving them. <laughs> I love it. All right. So, um, so could you, it might be argued that this might be the main event of uh, shows that we're going to talk about, or at least in terms of uh, perhaps depth that we want to get into it. Um, oh, you mean the new Star Trek? Yeah. The, the new Star Trek that I can actually watch. That I don't have to download and subscribe at (laughs) fucking CBS access, yeah. CBS no access. That could be one of the the worst things that they could have possibly done because you attach a well-known name, Star Trek. Yep. And you don't show it on your network. You only it's a uh, stream only show. Yep. And we have to pay for you to let us watch it. On yeah. top of already watching CBS that we're paying our cable company for, fuck you, CBS, dying a fire. Yeah, I mean, I I can do an entire episode, and I might still yet just for how yeah. angry I am. I mean, I'm like literally angry about the whole uh, Star Trek Discovery uh, CBS All Access thing um, to the point mm-hmm. like where they showed the first episode like last Sunday. I didn't watch it. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, yeah. I saw a lot of people. You tweet. don't want to get hooked. No, no, because I'm not doing it. I'm not going to nope. download an app or, you know, get a subscription service for one TV show. And I've heard arguments. No. Well, it's not one TV show. There's other exclusive programs like like apparently there was like a a, uh, a spinoff uh, from The Good Wife that was on there. Um, again, like we were talking about no. earlier, you know, kind of like with this Will and Grace reboot nobody wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, put that kind of niche programming on um, uh, on on the streaming service, um, but not Star Trek. Um, yeah, you know, I I just I I don't I don't understand, and I didn't watch it, and I, I tweeted this uh, specifically. I'm like, I am not watching Star Trek Discovery on CBS um, because CBS doesn't want me to watch it. So I'm right. not. I'm not. So- now, now, now that we've talked about discovery, yep. Let's talk about the how other. much. More, now, now, I, I was going to say, how much more is Fox going to benefit from this by having the show that they have, The Orville, uh, Seth MacFarlane's creation, and he stars in it. Which, I mean, when I first saw the previews for this, I'm like, oh, cool. That that seems like it'll be like one of those wacky comedy type things. Yeah. No, it is. Not one of those wacky comedy things. It has comedy in it. Yeah, it's. Um, I, I, I want to defer to you on this because. Oh, okay. Is this is this a better version of Star Trek than anything since Next Generation? Um, I I don't know about that. That that may be that may be a little lofty. But one thing I will say, it's good. 
I, I like it. I like it a lot. And the the reason why I like it is because, say what you will about <laughs> Seth MacFarlane, um, I don't like Family Guy, but I'm always mm-hmm. um, appreciative of the depth of the material and the uh, obscurity of the references. You know, you know that Seth yeah. MacFarlane's material has always been reference heavy, and it's Hell, they re- they reference Queen's News of the World in one episode where it scared Stewie. Look, look at this Queen News of the World. Check it out. Ah! Whoa, what's the matter? What the hell is that? A killer robot monster? No, it's News of the World. It's an album by the band Queen. See? Ah! Stewie, relax. No, Brian, you keep that thing away from me. Is it? Is it looking at me? Can it see me? <laughs> Man, you're really scared of this thing, huh? Does it eat little boys? I don't know. Maybe if it's hungry. Ah! 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 Well, and 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 that's the thing. It's like and 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 all of the references come from a place of reverence. You know, it's like you don't get to yep. make that kind of queen reference unless you know that record. You know, you know what I mean? Yep. It, it's like that. That's that's not just and, and that I think is what's different than, say, like Big Bang Theory, where they where they print, mm-hmm. where they paint in broad strokes. Oh, nerds like comic books. They can do math faster than Kelly Kawako. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's yeah, it's just it's. Uh, I almost slipped into another Big Bang Theory rant, and I'm not doing it. But yeah. but um, but no, the the I was pleasantly surprised by the Orville. I I was expecting yeah. like you, I was expecting something that was um, going to be light and fun, and um, our our In good. The first- Two episodes, I would say, were. I mean, they had elements of fun. They had elements of Star Trek in there too. Like, they're to me, oh. it is like the original Star Trek was yeah. intended. They're going to the world. They're going on missions like they're supposed to. They're out patrolling the galaxy, the universe. What, what, what have you? Yeah. Then episode three happened. Okay, uh, hold that thought for <sighs> for just a hot second okay. because uh, the the thing that I also wanted to uh, uh, mention is you know like I, I mentioned like the 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 reverence in the in the references mm-hmm. this the the everybody involved in this show knows exactly what they're doing and what they're making originally i yep. was thinking uh, like I, I was tweeting with our uh good buddy killing spree um a while ago because like i think he saw this uh way before i did and was really interested in um uh what my thoughts were and it's uh, the thing that i like about it is that it gets what the original Star Trek show was and mm-hmm. truly makes it a kind of a contemporary telling of that type of story. I mean, even to the point where like um, the, the thing that I really noticed in those first couple episodes was uh, the music. Like the the mm-hmm. even down to like the musical cues and the set designs and everything, it's like this this is an actual Star Trek show cleverly disguised as a, as as a goofy comedy. And the I, thing, I'll, I'll do you one better on this. All with right, the, with the detail thing you're talking about, yeah, the fade to black the way they do. Yes, all of that. Yeah, you're you're precisely correct. Yeah, all of those little but, like, touches. I saw that first. I'm like, I appreciate that more than probably a lot of people will because holy crap yeah nobody does that and, and <laughs> the way they do that, that. <laughs> you know and 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 only people that have reference reverence for the source material would think to do that and that's mm-hmm. and that's part of the reason why i think um uh the orville is such a uh, such a great show i i told uh, killing spree at the time that um i had seen the previews and i told him um that it kind of reminds me of galaxy quest in a yes. good way but this is not galaxy quest Galaxy Quest also kind of does the the reverence and the referential humor, mm-hmm. but that is a broad comedy. And yeah, and I think and maybe like you that that was my first thought seeing these previews. I'm like, oh, they finally made Galaxy Quest a TV show. Nice, right? And I'm like, I like Galaxy mm-hmm. Quest. I I can I yeah. can maybe look past Seth MacFarlane because again, I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not the hugest fan, but you know he he's okay in this actually. 
I don't I don't mind him. I don't mind him. So uh, but I'm sorry, there there was there was a tangent you want to uh go on and I um uh please the floor is yours. Yeah, no worries. But yeah, because uh, episode three was seemed to be a point of contention. Um, I don't know about the Twitter as much as it was on the Facebook pages. Because I, I mean, I still did check those. But uh, if you haven't seen the third episode of The Orville yet, and you you won't know what I'm talking about here, but they they got out the gate with a uh, something that's going on that's very timely. The, the whole gender identity thing. Yeah, they came right out the gate in the third episode of this, and I both applaud them and cringed at the time as I was watching. I'm like, oh, this is going to kill the show. People aren't going to like this. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if I feel the same way after seeing how it ended. And we'll get to that here in a minute. Sure. Um, but the whole the whole Bordas and uh, and uh, Clyde on relationship, first of all. That and that's like very Star Trek esque to me because yeah. that's along the lines of of uh, the first uh, the Black Officer. Uh, I can't remember her name. Or, or, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, it took me a yeah, sec. I'm yeah. like, oh well, no, because uh, and, I, and and her relationship with Jim at the time. Yeah, sure. It it, it just it, it fried my brain for a sec because I was uh, thinking of an article that that. Um, that I saw from uh, Killing Spree, he tweeted this. It was from like a, a British newspaper. It was like like the Nationalist or something like that. That that right. says like Star Trek Discovery colon the first TV series or the first Star Trek with a, a black uh, black lead, not black female lead, just black lead. No, it's like you ever seen no, it was not. Yeah, it's like no. Yeah, and you read that article and it is just garbage. I mean, there's all kinds of incongruities and yeah, no, oh, it was it was bad. God. Oh, it made me mad. I mean, you want to talk about fake news. Jesus, it was so yeah. bad. But uh, no, so the premise of this episode was their their race or their species is supposed to be predominantly male. I mean, they view being born as a female as a weakness, as a medical defect, what have you. Right. Um, the, the focal point around this was, and I loved in the, in the, in the second episode that Bordis, the officer, had to sit on the egg because everything's hatched from an egg with their with their species, which is yeah, I, kind of a, a weird point on that. But I, I can see since there's technically no females, technically they have to give her somehow, right? Right, exactly. And and you know it that that was actually a really well done episode too. I I uh, it was. Yeah, but that was the zoo episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you know what? That ending I didn't see. I I did not see that ending coming. I thought they, since we knew that Bordas needed to sit on the egg for twenty one days, that they were just going to have mm-hmm. him sit in the zoo for twenty one days. I don't know yeah. why I lo- thought that. It's a terrible idea because <laughs> I was more surprised and delighted by what did happen, and that was uh, that was great really great and that set up the and that set up the next episode that we're talking about episode three where, where the quote controversy happened so like I said they tackled the gen, gender identity uh, issue right off the gate here the there was a rift between the, the couple of Bordas and Clyde on one wanted at first they both wanted to make him and make the baby into a male which is standard protocol of this species right what was the movie that they finally oh it was Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer <laughs> that finally got Bordas to change his mind on it yeah and, and I love that myself <laughs> in a lot of ways <laughs> because he was born different but he was still a part of society he was an integral part of getting things done yep you talk about endings though that you didn't see coming every every show like this that has an episode like this popular whatever bad thing the government or whatever or anyone's doing to somebody the people rise up and they overturn it and get them to see the error of their ways mm-hmm. not here not yeah. only did they not do that they went through with the procedure right away yeah, which is kind of shocking, and you know, again, given given the times that we're in, um, provocative. Very, mm-hmm. yeah, it's um, like, okay. I, and the the outrage or faux outrage, I should say, I saw around this was not the fact that they 
changed the identity of the baby. Mm-hmm. It was that they even did the episode at all, tackling that subject. Wow! I've even seen people say Star Star Trek would never do this. Bullshit. No. Nope. Star Trek was all about this kind of shit they, back in the seventies, and even in in the next generation. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, there was an episode about the Vietnam War. During yep. the Vietnam War, uh, they they just happened to be like you know orange white haired aliens and instead of mm-hmm. uh, you know but yeah I mean I mean to me that's Star Trek it yep. is it is and um, it, it's and it uh, it was almost like okay your your, your Family Guy side is showing um, yeah but still though. I the the best Star Trek is the story that connects to what's going on and makes you think about it. Like like one yep. of the one, one of the most compelling episodes of the original Star Trek was um there was um an alien ends up on the Enterprise, and he's he's uh, he's got um, he's white on one side and black on the other, half and half. Mm-hmm. And then okay. and then um, another alien shows up a little later. He's like, uh, you know, oh, I, I you know, I need help. I need asylum. You guys need to protect me. This guy's coming after me. Um, another mm-hmm. alien shows up uh, pursuing him, and he is also black and white on uh, uh, split down the middle, one on each side. And mm-hmm. but it's flipped. One is on the left, the other oh. is on the right. And and um, they're like, well, this guy's an abomination. I I need to take him in. You know, he needs to face his crimes. Mm-hmm. Well, what's wrong with him? Well, well, can't can't you see it? Can't you see? He he he's left on the black. Uh, he's black on the left side. And yep. and Captain Kirk and Mister Spock are just like, the fuck is wrong oh. with you? Yeah, I mean you're yep. you're both you're both uh, black and white, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean just the the I mean I mean it's a brilliant episode, and it ends basically with these um, uh, characters returning to their home world, and it's they've basically these two races have destroyed each other. They they return yeah. home to a nuclear wasteland, and instead of uh, and uh, you know it's it's a spoiler alert for a uh, over fifty year old <laughs> television show um it's an episode called right. let that be your last battlefield it's it's one of my favorites but basically instead of settling their differences they um they let the enterprise crew transport them down to the the irradiated planet together and then they just fight each other until they die and and yeah. and you know nothing has changed they've they've learned no lessons and mm-hmm. and that's that's the kind of compelling storytelling that that Star Trek is known for to where it's you know it, it tells stories in parable in that you know it's it, not it's not always a happy ending it's not every always going to be a happy ending I mean there's going to be times where it's going to go against the way you think it's going to go right just like that that example and now and um, what the Orville did in the third episode everyone's like oh that's they're going to keep her a girl nope Sorry, doesn't work that way. Yeah, so it'll be. I'll, I'll be very interested to see where the show goes from here, um, because uh, this past week's I will say was very good. I mean, it wasn't up there in the in the social uh, spectrum as actually. You know, it kind of was. It wasn't like gender identity, but it was kind of the way some people think. And it was a very. I'll only say this to me. It was a poke at religion. So I let you watching. Yeah, and uh, so I haven't seen that episode yet, but I, I'm very eagerly anticipating it. But my thing that I'm concerned about, if you're, if we're, are we going to slip off a cliff and do do provocative storytelling just for the sake of? So, like on Star Trek, like that that right. example I give you there, they weren't doing those kind of episodes every week. Like you would have that, mm-hmm. but then you would have the trouble with Tribbles, or then you would have like you right. know Shore Leave, or you know all these other you know wacky adventures um mm-hmm. but yeah if you're going back to back heavy episodes i don't know if that's the best move i think that's where you start losing uh, people like i said that's the way i interpreted it because of the content that was there i mean everyone could probably, could probably see something that, and that's all subjective and everything but that's the way i took it but it wasn't as heavy like there was there was a bit more comedy in this one and a bit more action too sure Okay. Well, that's uh, uh, again. Regardless, I'm sold. 
I uh, yeah, same. Um, <laughs> I really like it, and in fact, in a way that um, yeah, I didn't know that I need this show, but since I can't watch Star Trek Discovery, um, <laughs> which well, and again, that's it's what makes me so angry is because that mo- that show looks good. I want to watch mm-hmm. that show, and and the fact that the creators have made it to where I can't is uh, mm-hmm. endlessly frustrating. Um, yep. Let's uh let's move into Friday and the first thing I see here is apparently the Exorcist is coming back for a second season and it's uh, yeah, it's got it's like a reawakening or or new beginnings or something like that. I can't remember what the timeline is for the show, but yeah, they're they're doing that again. Yeah, I mean I mean if you say so, yeah. but you know Dreamy John show with his uh, Elvis like hair in this picture is is pretty bad. Right. Um Jane the Virgin is apparently coming back for a fourth season on the C dub. Don't need that. There, there's more of that CW uh, identity crisis. They don't know what they want to be, superheroes or teenage angst or both or neither. Yeah. In this case, it's probably yeah. both <laughs> and neither. Um, another yeah. show that's still going is uh, coming back for a seventh season is ABC's Once Upon a Time. Um, yeah, which... apparently Jennifer Morrison is not coming back and don't know why they're even continuing with that because she was the main, she was the reason I watched it at least. So you watch this? Uh, the last couple seasons, uh, I was going to go back and watch it from season one, but yeah, I watched the last couple seasons. It it was an interesting take on some of the Disney fairy tales. It was it was different. Gotcha. So apparently, this new season is just supposed to be kind of like uh, not not clean slate, but but kind of like a like a soft reboot in that they're you know uh, shifting yeah. cast members and you know mm-hmm. all this other stuff. So, um, but but the people that yeah, like I, it seem to I like it. Work in, uh, I like her work in house and uh, the, the what one season she was on How I Met Your Mother. Oh sure, uh, sure. Jennifer Morrison, yeah, she, yeah. She, I like her. She's cool. Uh huh. Uh huh. Totally. So, um, oh, let's see. What else is on here? Oh, uh, Hell's Kitchen is apparently still a thing. Um, oh, uh, this year they're doing All Star, so they're bringing back some of the more outlandish and crazy uh, contestants from the years past. So, uh, I already saw one of the ones that I wanted to win. I think it was either last year or the year before. She's going to be back, so I'll be watching mainly for her. Oh, okay. Very cool. I'm a Hell's Kitchen fan myself, so oh, I like those gotcha. kind of that, that stuff in MasterChef and those kind of cooking shows. Yeah, I'm I'm big into those. I would imagine with cooking shows, it's probably a all or none approach, right? Like like are there are there ones that you don't watch? Like oh, that one's terrible, but these four are uh, pretty good. Yeah, there's one that I don't watch uh, that I don't like it because I don't care for the host of it, uh, Cutthroat Kitchen with Alton Brown. Okay. The only thing I'd be able to stomach that he hosted was Iron Chef America. That's just because I liked Iron Chef America, and I turned the volume down when he talked. <laughs> oh, okay. But uh, no, a I, 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 little sidestep here. Uh, Master Chef was actually here in Phoenix, where I'm at. Uh, doing auditions. I unfortunately had to work that day, but uh, if I wasn't working, I would have tried to get on <laughs> myself. But yeah, that awesome. They do auditions from time to time in different cities. But yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of those kind of things. Well, wait, wait a sec. Hold the phone. If I if I had a tire screech, I would use it. Are you saying, uh, you know, Dave Sanders, host of the Dave Sanders Show? Um, do you cook, bro? You you I do you cook, cook. Yes. Yeah, um, you weren't up there in the uh, in the KGRG studios when I bought my uh, pizza balls, up, did you? Were you? No. Or they were eaten by the time you got there, one of the two. But yeah, I, I brought in some stuff. Uh, yeah, one of these times, if I ever make it up to Seattle, you know, I'll bring uh, either my barbecue ribs with my my own sauce or my tri-tip, which I have my own marinade for. Wow. I had no idea. See, that's what happens yes. when you sit on a podcast and record with somebody for several hours. Um, you, you learn a thing or two. Well, good on you, dude. That's yeah. that's awesome. Well, see, see, and I think that's why these uh, cooking shows never never really clicked with me. I don't have any interest because I, um, I, I, I'm, I'm just not a chef. I'm not a cook. Like, I can, mm-hmm. you know, I, I I can grill a steak halfway okay. Um, I I can um, uh, grill a chicken breast enough to where it won't kill me and my family. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I I wouldn't consider myself a cook or or certainly oh. a a chief or anything like that. But I'll go one step further on this tangent. Um, ah. I actually saw there was they did a challenge on MasterChef this past season. Um, 
it was one of the ones where it was like an elimination challenge type thing, and they had to recreate Gordon Ramsay's uh, scrambled eggs the way he made them. Hmm. Um, completely different than any other way that I've seen people cook them, like or that I was even taught. I tried that the next morning, replicated it pretty good. Like you put them all in like a little saucepan and just stir it with a flat spatula, like a rubber spatula, for a good three four minutes put it on the heat for 30 seconds, taking it off the heat for 30 seconds, back and forth until it firms really? up. Huh. Yeah. Put a little heavy cream in, some uh, salt and pepper, boom. And wow. they were very creamy, very good. It, it came out the way I wanted it to. So, yeah, that's also why I watched these, so I can improve myself and try different okay. techniques I hadn't seen before. That's cool. So so there's but a... Yeah, that's a, that, that's a tangent. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, that's that's cool, though, because, I mean, you know, um, like I said, I've never really been interested because it doesn't, um, you know, resonate with me. But I would see right. that to where, like, you know, if you're actually, like, picking up practical things, that's pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. So so let me ask you this before before we move on. Um, um, so Gordon Ramsay, like, I I yep. I think it's too much sometimes. Like, I, I think, like, I'll, I'll, I'll see, like, commercials or clips. I think he's a cartoon, um, you know, got almost like a parody of himself. Um, as as mm-hmm. as a fan, uh, uh, would you would you care to debunk that for a uh, for a non fan? Well, you're not wrong to a point. Okay, that's fair. Of course, for the cameras, he's got to be a little more outlandish than normal. Um, he actually did a show over the summer called The F Word, mm. uh, where he kind of yeah, um, it was on Raptor Master Chef. And it was kind of a softer look at him. Like, he, he wasn't the hard-ass that he's portrayed as on Kitchen Nightmares, uh, Hell's Kitchen, and even MasterChef to a point. Sure. Uh, but what, you, what they don't show in those uh, promos, and probably for a reason, is the side where Gordon's like, okay, I, get your head out of your ass. What are you doing? Okay, how can I help you get past this block, whatever you're doing? He'll take him to the side and talk to him like that. But then he'll go back out and yell when he needs to. He has that sense of side. He just knows what he wants and what kind of quality he expects. So there is two sides to him. Yeah. Okay. And the the F word side, it showed a fun side of him. It showed him being uh, nicer to the chefs that were in the kitchen cooking at the time. He would like dress up and play pranks on people, not knowing it was him. Uh, it, it was a lot of fun to watch that show. Interesting. Okay. Um, Wow, cool. So, um, so moving on, there, there's a, a trio of shows I um, that are actually kind of in the same block, and I'll talk about them all at the same time. It's the uh, okay. um, the old people block on CBS. Uh, we watch <laughs> watch a lot of old people shows on CBS. Say, isn't that every day? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and so, starting at eight PM, you get MacGyver. Um, oh. That that's they're bringing that back. Oh, it, for season two, that's uh, yeah, I know. So, I mean, they're bringing that back for season two. Yeah, that's that's the other show that my wife has to watch by herself. I cannot is, stand. Is Richard it. Dean Anderson in this at all? By the way, nope. Is he anywhere in this remake? God damn it! Not not that I'm aware. Well, but but again, I, <laughs> I I think I only suffered through maybe four episodes, give or take. Like it, I. And I would have watched it if like he was involved and this was like his son or something and he was not all the time on there, but like he yeah. was on there enough that you knew yeah. I would almost be able to stomach it. Yeah, no, but I if he's not even involved in the show, fuck this. No, I, I think I think it's it's actual clean slate reboot. And uh, it, yeah, no, it's just it's it's garbage. And I I, I I guess they could go one worse if they if they were to do that. They could recast him as a completely different character that has nothing to do with who he was in a, in the past. Hello, oh, Ghostbusters. oh, get get your Richard <laughs> Dean in there, sure, sure. Well, and the thing that I was kind of arguing with my wife about, um, because I mean she's all about it. I mean, you know, she she loved MacGyver. Like, you know, she and her mom would watch that along with like the you know the A Team and Walker Texas Ranger mm-hmm. and all these. So I mean, so so there there is there's a little more of a connection beyond just whether this is a good show or not. You know, it's like when you when you talk about like you know memories and nostalgia and stuff, it's hard to mess with. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. But what what I what I argued with her about is like, well, I would be one hundred percent on board on this if this, like you said, Dave, if it was his son and this was just what's happening twenty years later. Do that yep. show. Why do you have to do the clean slate thing? Um, you know, nowadays you're not going to have somebody who just has a paper slip of string and and toilet paper. Yeah, it's technology now. You're well, going to have that on you pretty much all the time. Well, and it doesn't that, make sense to be in this era. <laughs> and, and, but that's the thing, though. He he's doing MacGyver stuff with current technology, uh-huh. so you know he can like crack open a cell phone and turn it into a bazooka or, or nonsense. Like that. It's it's dumb. It's so dumb. And and the thing as a viewer that I find so insulting, and I really don't I don't remember a whole lot of the original MacGyver show, so I don't remember if they did this device um, during that show. But basically, like, as he's doing stuff, there's narration and uh, graphics on the screen that explain what he's doing. So there's like when he's like, you know, like mixing chemicals, there's like little chemical equations yep. that come across the screen. And and yeah, I know that didn't happen. I, I don't I, I don't need any of it. I'm just like, this is stupid. That, that did not happen even a little bit in the old one. That, OK. No, <laughs> that yeah. was not a thing. <laughs> See, and, and, and again, my 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 foggy memories. Like, does there might have been a there, there might have been a voiceover of him saying what he was going to do. Like, you know, that classic clip that. Yeah. I'm going to put a string in a, in a toilet paper roll and as he's doing it. But then fast forward it to later when it's already done. They'll, they'll do that, but not like step by step. And then show uh, pictures and diagrams and formulas about how he's going to do it. No, no, that. And that wasn't even that often that they did the narration over him doing it. Gotcha. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that, that's that's good to know. So I feel justified. And 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 the yeah. and the the actor uh, uh, Lucas Till or whatever his name is. Um, I'm, I'm I'm all looking for it. Like it's on here. It doesn't matter. Anyway, <laughs> anyway kid's bad. He bad. He yeah. bad. Oh, he is. He's, just, he's just he's just not great. Just not like great. Jeremy Pivenbev. Nah, <laughs> nah. It's 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 a different flavor of bad. It's you know it's it's wow. um yeah it it's it's uh the same brand just a different flavor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so, gotcha. <laughs> but but continuing with this uh, CBS block of old people centric uh, uh, programming uh, uh, for an eighth season, Hawaii Five O is uh, is back and so. Is CBS going to buy the rights of Airwolf from NBC and bring that over and uh, bring over the Fall Guy and all these other classic 80s shows? Well, okay, okay, Dave Sanders from the Dave Sanders Show. Airwolf reboot? You watching that? Because I'm watching that. I'm not going to lie, yeah. But it's CBS, though, so they'll find a way to mess it up. Oh, yeah, you're not wrong. I liked this Hawaii Five-0 when it first came out. And I would probably actually say like the first maybe three, four, maybe even five seasons. I don't I I don't know at what point I stopped liking it, but it's it's mm-hmm. one of those the, the the problem is with this show is that you know we we were talking about designated survivor earlier and bringing in new characters to kind of shake the characters up and to kind of manufacture yeah. drama. The problem with this is uh, with Hawaii 5.0 is that all the characters are so uh, chummy and um, uh, that, that there, there there is no conflict amongst the characters at all and mm. And that, that everything's just happy go lucky. We're gonna go solve crimes today and bust bad guys. No exactly. drama whatsoever in the office. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's like the the growth of the characters kind of peaked at like season two, maybe season three, because characters have had arcs on that show where it's like this character was here and now they're over there, and you know you've seen mm-hmm. growth and development. But now it's not only is it plateaued, but it is flattened out and is just continuing on that straight line into perpetuity and and again it's just like every other long running CBS show whether it's your CSIs mm-hmm. your NCISs your criminal minds you know you know, whatever you know where it's this run of the mill uh procedural where it's not so bad that you know I, I again I you know I I could go back uh, uh a while ago when I was talking about NCIS 
copy what mm-hmm. I said there and then click <laughs> over here and paste it because my thoughts are identical because it's you know it's it's fine uh, meaningless disposable television I can't tell you anything that happens in any of the episodes but there's nothing that specifically repulses me where oh this is terrible I'm never watching this again rage quit it, it's it, it's the it's it's warm milk basically that that's what oh, these what CBS shows about- are yeah, I'm seeing a pattern with CBS. So what you're saying is they reach a certain level, then just flatten out, and it's like, oh, we're not going down. So just keep doing this. Yeah, yeah. I, and and uh, the the last show in this uh, in this lineup in this block is uh, Blue Bloods. The uh, and oh yeah, that one. I. <laughs> I again. Th- this was a show that, like, when uh, we decided that we liked it, we really liked it. I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, I mean. Tom Selleck's mustache should have top billing in this show, but it doesn't. But no, it's should. it's it's an it it's an excellent family drama. And and again, yeah. it, it has some pretty good characters. Um, the problems that this show runs into is that the plots are usually thin. You know, it's like you'll ah. you'll you'll have you'll have these uh, uh, pretty decent characters, but nothing for them to do. And yeah. and I mean, it's again, the, the, it's coming up on season eight, and like you know, sometimes where you. Um, you know, we were talking about the Goldbergs earlier, where like you know, characters kind of like outgrow the show. Um, mm-hmm. One one of the one of the characters in a, uh, so basically they're, they're a family of cops. So it's okay. it, you know it's a multi generational family. You know you have. Um, you know the 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 great. Uh, you have a uh, grandpa who was the police commissioner. You have uh, Tom Selleck, who's the current police commissioner. You have his kids, which are current cops, and mm-hmm. you know, and, and it kind of goes down the line. Um, and then you know, you have you know wives and kids and and uh, all this other stuff. But but the thing is, is one of the brothers. One of them is a detective. He's a, a Donnie Wahlberg. Who's actually pretty mm. darn good, actually. If I ever, Ooh, nice. if there was, you know, a sentence, um, quote unquote, Donnie Wahlberg colon kind of good in this, was a sentence mm. I never thought I would ever say. But he's he's not bad, and he and he right. kind of carries his portion of the show. But his brother is a. Um, a patrolman so he's he's a beat cop mm. and in like you know like the first season he like you know was in law school he drops out decides to become um a police officer and he's a beat cop the problem is this show is in season eight so he's been a beat cop for eight seasons and that's, uh, he hasn't progressed yeah and like and, at all. <laughs> and that's 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 problematic for for a show like this where basically the other characters like the younger characters like like again like like the kids and grandkids are you know growing up you know like they're you know getting mm-hmm. into high school and college and all that other stuff so it's interesting to I see mean, i mean hell even in jag uh the main character got promoted i think twice while he was on the show and then uh the major i think even got promoted lieutenant colonel at one point <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah i mean so i mean w- progression is good um especially mm-hmm. on long running shows but if it's disproportionate character growth then that's kind of problematic um yeah the the, uh, uh, the last show i wanted to talk about it's marvels and humans Marvels and humans. Yeah, we kind of talked a little bit about this before we started uh, yeah. the actual recording of the show, and I don't know anything about this one. This seems like it's a like lower level on the Marvel scale than like say your renders and all that other stuff. So, what is this for the? What would draw the common man like me and to the show? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> so, okay, let, let me let, let me tell you a story. Um, we'll, we'll gather okay. around the gather around the old radio here, kids, and listen to Uncle Mike talk about uh, um, Inhumans. Um, yes. First of all, this is this is a spinoff, kind of, sorta, but not really, from uh, Agents of Shield. Which, incidentally, I don't know ah. if I just missed it, or I mean, I know that show's coming back, but I didn't see it in in any of my uh, uh, magazine pages, so we didn't talk Ooh. about that. 
and and trouble in uh, paradise. <laughs> I don't know, or maybe I just missed it. Just trying to, you ah. know, maybe it's beneath a page fold or something. But but the show's definitely coming back because, like, you know, it's Disney, it's Marvel, and see. Uh, to tangent for a sec, I I um I've always looked at Agents of Shield and Gotham kind of as parallel shows because like Agents mm. of Shield when it's good it's really good but when it's terrible it is wretched just <laughs> just terrible and there's very rarely anything in the middle um mm. um oftentimes like like Gotham it's like you know I almost need like one of those click counter things to where every time I say either I I have two expressions when um <laughs> When when I'm watching TV that displeases me, one of them is okay, which is kind of like the <laughs> an audible eye roll. So um, yeah. so you get a lot of that in Gotham. Um, oh yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. But another one, the one where it's like actually kind of like stirs me up and makes me mad. That's when you get a good old fashioned God damn it. Yeah, like I'll be like, God damn it! Um, which, which is, and it's even worse when you can see whatever's coming. It's like, no, don't go there. Go, God damn it! Exactly. <laughs> so I, I've had a lot of those with Agents of Shield. Um, a, a little bit about the Inhumans. First, in the last couple seasons of Agents of Shield, they've established Inhumans as, for lack of better term. Uh, the MCU version of Discount X-Men. They are uh, um, enhanced humans that um, it doesn't matter why they're enhanced. It, it's a long story and it just doesn't matter. But basically they have they have X-Men powers and they're kind of treated okay. the same they're kind of treated the same way as X-Men. You know, it's like, oh, well, you know, these these filthy inhumans, um, you know, we, we need to round them up and, you know, being all super racist about it. Very similar to how the X-Men uh, persecution is kind of part of of what makes them X-Men. Point being, I don't um, no, It's not OK. Okay. It, it's okay. it's it's not okay. I'm not doing it. I'm not watching it. It's basically you take um, a cool Marvel comic concept and you turn it into a, a fish out of water type uh, show, and it just it just looks wretched. That dog looks cool though. Yeah. Um, oh. So so Dave. I, you know, yeah. um, I was flipping through my pages and it just talks about, uh, you know, streaming like, you know, Stranger Things is coming up for season two on Netflix. Yeah. You got The Punisher coming up also on Netflix. Um, inexplicably, another season of Fuller House. Um, you know I, what? I didn't hate it. Good Lord. I can feel I, I can feel the, the hatred right now through the phone. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 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 You, I didn't hate it. No, that that's fair. That's fair. Well, and and again, it's and hard. This is someone that that wasn't a like big super fan of Full House. I enjoyed it for what it was, but sure, that, there's there's things that made me chuckle through Full House, like the whole open opening of the series. Um, looking at the cameras, basically calling out the twins for not wanting to be a part of this. A <laughs> uh, little, little stuff like that. Very sure. uh, good, but yeah. Didn't hate it. <laughs> Fair enough. So, um, so Dave, not to be super abrupt, because I, because I, I think your uh, your phone might be uh, dying out on you, and I, 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 would, is, yeah. I, would, I would hate to cut you off, but before before we let you go, was there anything in your notes that you wanted to mention that we haven't covered? Uh, no, I covered everything I wanted to. Um, maybe we can do a uh, another one later on about the uh, the Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon exclusive ones that we're into. You know what? I I think um, I'm okay with that because I'm not going to watch any of those. But that's okay. Oh, okay. Maybe it'll make for a shorter podcast because just as a tease <laughs> yeah. for that upcoming episode, I don't stream anything. I ah, I watch. I watch all of my television on my television, and I have um, a, a satellite. So, 
you know, I, I use a DVR. My particular service doesn't even have on demand. So basically, I go through mm. the channel guide like an old person and select what I what we want to record. Um, and then well, that's that's how we, we watch our TV. Well, if we don't do the streaming one, maybe we can uh, talk about the uh, the lackluster movies. I'm sure we'll we'll do another one of these down the road. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, and and Dave, it was uh oh man, this was a hell of a lot of fun. It was it was yes. really it was really great catching up with you. Um, I don't think any of us uh, thought that we were going to chat for this many hours, but um, uh, but at least folks really? will enjoy a uh, extra super double um, uh, 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 at least two part episode. Um, so, uh, but yeah, no. Um, uh, so, Dave, remind us again where we can connect with you on social media and the internet. And and the Dave Sanders show. Yes, uh, I'll be returning to the Dave Sanders show here in about three weeks. I'm going to get my equipment in too. You can find me on Twitter at Dave Sanders Show. Check me out over there, and I'm, I'm still going to be popping on there and answering tweets and tweeting stuff about things that I like and don't like. Also, I do have a Facebook page. I just don't use it much. Uh, just go to Facebook.com/slash The Dave Sanders Show. Very, very cool. Well, um, uh, again, thanks a lot for taking the time, and let's uh, let's oh, do this again. Me. Yeah, man. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. yeah, don't be a stranger, dude. And one of these days, we'll uh, we'll have to flip the table around and uh, uh, see if we can get me on uh, on your show once uh, once you get rebooted and and back up and running. Oh, definitely. And, uh, yeah, we'll definitely tease the hell out of that as well. Well, fam- All right, Mike, take it easy. <laughs> you too, man. Thanks a lot. Have a, have a great night and uh, make good choices. Yep, you too. And that's our show. I'd like to thank my guest Dave for joining me this week. Look for new episodes of The Dave Sanders Show soon. And I'd like to thank you for listening and for sticking around to hear what I have to say. It means a lot. Um, And if you'd like to check out my past shows and podcasts, including all of my old KGRG stuff, you can listen on SoundCloud, Google Play Music, the Stitcher Radio app, and on iTunes. Like, share, rate, and review the show wherever you find it. I would appreciate the feedback, and I will read your reviews on the air. You can find me online at Mike Cyber Radio on Twitter and Instagram. And if you're interested in hearing your show promo or being a guest co-host, write into the mailbag, MikeCybertRadio at gmail.com. For my co-host, Dave Sanders, my name is Mike, and this has been Mike Cyber Radio. And until next time, make good choices.